This is Crossroads with Clayton King. This is a message I preached at my church recently on the Apostles' Creed. The Creed is something that helps us as believers know not just what we believe now, but what the Church of Jesus Christ has believed for thousands of years. We're living in a culture that's questioning everything. I feel like reality is being renamed and redefined in front of our very eyes. But the Creed helps us look back into our history as the people of God to know who Jesus is, what Jesus did, and what we believe about Jesus now. So dig in and listen to this message on Jesus from the Apostles' Creed. Now, let me take you on a a little history journey here. Some of y'all like to go eat at Golden Corral. Some of y'all remember Western Sizzlin'. Some of you had the great privilege to grow up in a world where there was not only Ryan's Steakhouse, but their competitor, Quincy's. Anybody remember big, fat yeast rolls? Oh, the Spirit of God is moving in this house right now. But I gotta tell y'all, when I was nine years old, I discovered something, did not know anything could be this good, in all the world, it was called, now I'm gonna take some of y'all back, some of y'all in the low country and some of y'all in the upstate remember a little place called Duff's Smorgasbord, my first buffet. I missed a lot of things during COVID, but I think a good buffet was one of the things I missed the most. And I went to Duff's Smorgasbord for the first time as a nine-year-old kid, and when my dad walked through the door and I saw the food lined up. It went for miles. My dad said, you can have as much as you want. And I just began to weep. (laughs) I've never been so happy in all my life. Here's the thing about a buffet that we all love. You can eat as much as you want for one price. You can put them out of business if you want to. But the best part about a buffet, you get to skip over the things you don't like. And the buffet reminds me of the theology of a lot of people when it comes to Jesus. We just want the Jesus that we want. We love the parts of Jesus on the buffet of theology. He loves me, I like that, I'll take a little love. Mercy, oh, that's a good word. Give me some extra mercy. I'll cover that with the gravy of grace. I love grace, that's a wonderful idea. But we don't oftentimes like the parts of Jesus that don't fit with our spiritual taste buds. We skip over righteousness. That doesn't, That doesn't really suit my appetite. We don't wanna talk about the justice of Jesus and how he is the boss and has the authority to call things right and wrong. What I wanna do today is show you that the Apostles' Creed is a way to ensure that we reject buffet theology and we go straight to the scripture and let the Bible tell us who Jesus really is. Let's look at the creed one more time and specifically we'll hone in on what it says about Jesus Christ. I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born 
of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead, and on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic or universal, that's what the word Catholic there means, the universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting, amen. That's our creed. And we wanna put that in front of you during this series every week so that you know we stand on the shoulders of the giants of the faith who wanted to make sure that generations to come in the future would have solid footing to plant their lives on our beliefs as Christians. You know, everybody lives by a creed, whether you know you have one or not. We all live according to a set of beliefs, our values. I'm watching right now the Mandalorian and they say this phrase over and over again, whether it's Din Djarin or Boba Fett, this is the way, that's the Mandalorian creed. Everybody has a creed. It's either we work for money, we work for pleasure, we're working for something because we all have a creed. Well, let's let the creed speak to us from the scriptures and tell us who Jesus is right now. Number one, Jesus is the God-man. That means really God and a real man. Not 99% one and 1% the other, not 50-50. 100% divine and fully human. That's what the Bible teaches. That's also what Jesus said about himself. The scriptures teach us this. Let's go to Matthew chapter one, verses 18 through 21. This is a beautiful Christmas passage, but we should read this more than just at Christmas time. This proves to us that Jesus was both God and man. Now the birth of Jesus Christ, verse 18, took place in this way. When his mother Mary, so he had a real mother, flesh and blood, a human, had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. She was pregnant with Jesus in her womb, verse 19. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll bear a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. Jesus here in Matthew chapter one is shown to be both divine and human. This is something that the church fathers had to fight for because heresies began to rip the church apart. There were some that said Jesus was God and only appeared to be a man. And there were others that said, no, he was really a man who just was filled with the spirit of God for a little while. But what the Bible bears out and what our church ancestors, those men and women of the faith fought for and, and, and crystallized in the creed is that Jesus was both and must be both. 
Let me explain to you why Jesus had to be fully God and fully man. Because if Jesus had only been God and not fully human, he would have never been able to understand what you go through as a human being when you get hungry, when you have a sleepless night. You ever been betrayed by a friend? Jesus was betrayed by a friend. His name was Judas. He sold Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver. You ever been abandoned by a friend in your time of need? Jesus knows what that's about. If you were here on Easter, you heard that message about Peter who literally denied Jesus at the greatest moment of need in the life of Christ. Have you ever been upset with someone and, and wondered, God, can you help me forgive that person? Think about the people that Jesus had to forgive, the very ones that drove railroad spikes into his body on the cross. And he prayed in the moment while he was dying, Father, please forgive them. They don't even know what they're doing. Jesus is fully man. So when you look at that cross, when you see pictures, when you hear songs about what Jesus did on the cross for you, know that that wasn't just a ghost on the cross. That was a man on the cross who bled real red blood, who had literal thorns six inches long driven down into his scalp, who had literal chunks of his beard pulled out and felt the pain. He understood what it was like to be misunderstood. You know what that feels like. So he had to be fully man to die on that cross or we could take no comfort in the fact that Jesus understands what we go through. He also had to be fully God because if it was just a man hanging on that cross and not God, I mean, let's just be honest, you could have hung on that cross. I could have died on that cross. The difference is Jesus was also God. So God hanging on the cross means that the debt could be paid, that, that resurrection could happen, that God now, not just Jesus as a man, but Jesus as God understands your life. Jesus, after the resurrection, was so committed to proving to his disciples that he was both God and man, that he offered his own body as proof. It says that in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. You know the story of Thomas who doubted, the disciples are gathered together and Jesus appears to them. And as a proof of his full humanity and full deity, Jesus lets them actually investigate in Luke chapter 24, verse 39. He offers this, Jesus says, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So when Jesus was raised from the dead, it wasn't that just, okay, somebody asked me this at the, at the YMCA this week, somebody asked me this question and I had to explain it. It wasn't that Jesus the man died on the cross and was buried and then Jesus the man stayed dead and Jesus God resurrected. No, Jesus fully God, fully man resurrected from the dead and after his resurrection, he still had bones. He still had flesh. He could eat food. He could walk through walls. People could touch him and feel the scars in his hands and his feet. And I gotta tell you, I get emotional thinking about that. That gets in my heart when I know that Jesus literally right now 
is both God and man and cares about you. And he's interceding for you and what you're going through. Church, if you have not yet made your mind up about Jesus and you don't yet know if you wanna believe in him, let this be the thing that opens your heart to him. That he's alive right now and he cares about you. Number two, Jesus died for us and Jesus died as us. I wanna teach you something here. If you don't understand this, 1 Corinthians 15, three through four teaches us that Jesus both died for us and Jesus died as us. This is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians 15, three through four. Paul writes this, for I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received. Now, now look at that. When Paul says that something is of first importance, we need to pay attention. He received this and he's passing it on, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Jesus died for us. Now I wanna let this sink in and we try our best by the grace of God as you're teaching pastors to preach the Bible to you. And it may not be popular in our culture, but it's true. We are sinners. Jesus had to die because listen, a debt had to be paid. We're all wired to know that. We know, like we know when something's wrong and we wanna see justice prevail. And our sin had to be judged. So when Paul says, I write this to you that are listening to me, uh, because it's of first importance, Jesus died for sinners. So when Jesus died on the cross, he was taking the wrath of God, the righteous wrath of God that is against sin and the damage it does to us. Jesus not only died for you and for me, but watch this, it was as if you and I were hanging on that cross because when Jesus hung there, he died as me. It was like Clayton King was hanging on that cross. I was there in his heart. You were there in his heart for every deplorable, despicable, terrible thing that we've ever done. It was just as if I was hanging there. And my dad, my Sunday school teacher, when I was a little kid, probably about the, the same age I experienced Duff Smorgasbord for the first time, my dad taught me this little thing in Sunday school one Sunday, all of us boys sitting around. He said, when you see the word justified in the Bible, remember this, it's just if I'd never sinned just as if I'd never sinned. That's what Jesus did when he died on the cross as you. He took your place. We'll be back in just a minute to finish this message. But before we do, I wanted to invite you to pray for us and even attend our 26th annual Crossroads Winter Conference. It's in Gatlinburg, Tennessee. This is a student event for middle school and high school students. And it's gonna be Martin Luther King Jr. weekend. It's gonna be Friday, January the 12th through Sunday, January the 14th. This is an amazing student weekend, a big conference with thousands of kids from all over the Southeast. And we'd love for you to come. I'll be preaching there. My wife, Shari, will be there. Our son, Jacob, will be there. Great worship from folks like Charlie Botrago. Great speakers, amazing fellowship. 
It's gonna be awesome. Go to crossroadswinterconference.com for more information. Crossroadswinterconference.com and you can register your students right now for our winter conference this January in Gatlinburg. Number three, Jesus, I like this one, might get a little charismatic here. Jesus is resurrected and has total authority. All right, now somebody better get happy at New Spring Church because we just celebrated Easter two weeks ago, but we're still celebrating Easter every single day because the resurrected son of the living God lives in the heart of every believer through the power of the Holy Spirit and he never leaves you, never abandons you, never pieces out on you. As a matter of fact, when you need him the most, he's right there. And it's because of the resurrection. This is what the New, church, the New Testament church believed. It's what we believe. Jesus is resurrected and his resurrection shows us that he has total authority. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. We call this the great commission. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Let's look at it together. Jesus came and said to them, this is after the resurrection. He's about to ascend into heaven, which the Apostles' Creed also tells us that we believe. And Jesus says, I like this so much. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. I, we, could pre, we could preach an entire series on that. All authority belongs to Jesus. Not governments, not princes, not presidents, not prime ministers, Jesus. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus ties his resurrection to his authority. And then watch what Jesus does with that authority. Watch me, church. He gives it to us. All authority has been given to me on heaven and earth. Therefore, go your own mission. You have an assignment. This is what I want you to do. And you don't have to do it by yourself. I'm gonna do it through you because I'm never gonna leave you because I'm in you. I'm with you. I'm for you. Jesus' resurrection actually proves his authority. And when Jesus' resurrection proves his authority, he gives that authority to us and watch how this works. His resurrection proves his authority. His authority is given to us. Now we can have confidence in Jesus. And then the fourth thing I wanna show you. Jesus is coming back to earth as judge and redeemer. This is what the creed teaches. Matthew 16, 27, from the very mouth of Jesus himself, we read these words reflected in the creed that Jesus is coming back to earth as judge and redeemer. Here's what Jesus says, Matthew 16, 27. For the son of man is going to come with his angels in the glory of his father. And then watch what happens when he comes back. He will repay each person according to what he has done. Jesus is coming back because he left some things here that he wants, namely you and me. He will not leave us. He has to come back. He promised that he would. 
And when he comes, he's gonna redeem those of us who belong to him. He's gonna redeem creation, a new heaven, a new earth, a new Jerusalem. A bunch of us are leaving this week to go to Israel and we're gonna stand in the streets of that holy city and I'm gonna have myself just a moment with Jesus where I dream about what it looks like one day for the streets of gold to have my big size 14 bare feet dancing all over the top of them. I can't wait. This is what we believe. That belief changes us. That belief makes us new people when you put your faith in Jesus. I just witnessed and experienced that this week. A few weeks ago, a friend of mine reached out to me and said, would you be willing to baptize someone that just gave their lives to Jesus? I said, yes, I wanna meet with them. And I met this man and his wife. And I wanna just tell you that the brief story of this man's conversion, he, his name is Laksha. And Laksha was raised in Delhi, India. I've been to Delhi probably 15 times in my life on mission trips. His parents sent him to a Catholic school, even though his family was Hindu, because they said the Catholic school was the best school that they wanted him to attend. And so he grew up with sort of a framework of morality and right and wrong, but he didn't fully believe in Jesus. So he comes to America after he finishes medical school and he meets this Jesus love and sold out Christian girl and they fall in love. But she, she puts the brakes on it and she's like, I'm a Christian and I will not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever. And she starts sharing the gospel with him as they're getting to know each other. And he starts to understand grace. And we had lunch at Sullivan's restaurant a couple of weeks ago and he's telling me this story across the table. And I said, so Laksha, when did you really put your faith in Jesus? He said, well, and his wife is sitting right there at the table with us. He said, well, she taught me who Jesus was, but it became real as I was watching an episode of The Chosen. I said, oh, which episode? He said, well, the, the episode where all the little children come to Jesus, that's what really opened my heart. He said, but it was the Sermon on the Mount when they built up to the Sermon on the Mount and Jesus actually preached the Sermon on the Mount, I saw what I had been reading in the Bible that my wife had given me. And that's when I gave my life to Jesus. And I said, man, you're ready to get baptized, aren't you? He said, yes, I wanna have a public declaration of my faith in Christ. And I said, okay, so we set it up. And six days ago in my swimming pool, his family gathered and I got to baptize my new brother, Laksha, in my swimming pool. He's now my new brother and my new friend, but standing in the water at the baptism, with family and friends gathered around, his belief became apparent because to believe in Jesus, listen, means that you denounce all other gods. Because as a Hindu, can I tell you the best, in my opinion, the best part of his testimony? He said, when I heard that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life, it set me free, raised Hindu. We believed in Jesus, but we just believed in him like all the other gods. So my whole life as a Hindu, I didn't know which God to fear, which God to run from, which God to give sacrifices to, which one to appease, which one to hide from, which one to pray to, which one to sacrifice to at the temple. So when Jesus revealed himself to me as the only true God, it was as if my whole life became liberated and free. It simplified it. That's when I knew I wanted to give my life to Jesus. And in the baptismal pools of my swimming pool at my house, I said, Laksha, before I dunk you under the water and bring you back up, some 
symbolic of the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Do you affirm Jesus is Lord? Yes, I do. And do you denounce all other gods? Yes, I denounce all other gods because Jesus is Lord. So think of this perspective that putting your faith in Jesus is actually one of the most liberating and freeing things that you can do. Jesus is not being mean when he says exclusively, I'm the only way to God. He's actually being loving and kind and caring. When I said yes to my wife on our wedding day, I wasn't being mean to all the other women on planet Earth. I was actually committing my life to my wife exclusively. The benefit of that marriage for me over the last 24 years has been a stable home, a loving friendship, an unshakable foundation of marriage. So when you say yes to Jesus, you're saying no to all the other worldly pursuits that would not satisfy you or give you eternal life. It's for God's glory and for your good to give your life fully to Jesus as the Son of God and your personal Savior. If you'd like to hear this message again, send it to a friend, or learn how to take a next step in your walk with Jesus, check us out at ClaytonKing.com.